Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here joining me on the 4th of December, now into the Christmas month. Mr. Lee Hancock. Don't know, guys, Lee here. Mate, just quickly, once again, you are the centre of controversy for our group. For any of our video um, <laughs> podcast consumers out there, let's address the elephant in the room. Do you want to get a little close-up on camera there? You oh, are sporting, what do they call it, the bull ring? Ah, uh, the septum. The, the old septum Sorry. piercing, fresh as of about an hour ago, what? I believe, was uh, it? Probably half an hour. Now, Mate, look at that. If you're watching our YouTube version of the podcast you'll know what we're talking about we've said before in the podcast oh. that lee is the dennis rodman of our crew i think dennis rodman had a septum piercing as well he, he had a massive he had one, plenty though. of tats the next ne- what's the next phase for you maybe a God. I, don't know. I don't know but you are becoming more rodman like as each day passes mate it's good to um I just every every week you continue to surprise me so i love it um after your little week-long hiatus last week back and fit and firing ready to go that's it i'm excited also joining us a bloke we held down the fort last week mate yep mr roy hancock how are you buddy you well been better to be honest had had the old christmas dinner last night and you know when there's free drinks flowing all night we spoke about my episode last week on the oh. beverages. Once the, the boss man pulls out his card <laughs> for you this week, you're um you feeling all right now? I'm feeling I'm feeling better than I did this morning. Let's put it that way. But no, nothing was going to um keep me out of today's podcast. Um, so if, yeah. if I would have put on, you mentioned to me off air. If I would have yep. put on the killers, Mister Brightside. Would it bring oh. back fond memories or more just regret? Oh, it'd bring back absolutely great memories. Would you get the head banging going as you did last night? Oh, I just had the fist pump. The you know, fist, the fist uh, pump is know, such a safe bet, isn't it? Yeah, you just feel like you're the main character when that song comes on, I <laughs> feel like. But, um, absolutely. No, happy to be here. How are you, Nick? I feel like we never ask yeah. how you are. Well, well I'm, I'm good. I'm always good. I'm, I'm better. I've actually... Um, for shout out to any of the InterSport team out there, the work crew at the moment. I have had the last couple of days off work. I've been awfully ill. I uh, I don't know what it's been, whether it's food poisoning or that's not contagious. Life's so don't worry. But I've uh, <laughs> yeah, you are absolutely. So I've slapped on a happy face for today's episode. Um, a lot to get through. So yep. I'm I'm well, and I'm looking forward to today's episode. It's going to be a big one. Tell them what we got in store. What have we got in store? So we're going to start with some odds and ends as per usual. Uh, we're gonna I'm going to touch on the NBL tipped off as of last night. So I'm yep. just going to recount um, what a historic night it was. Mm. Uh, we're then going to get into so. It is December, as I alluded to. It is the season to be jolly, to spread Christmas <laughs> joy and cheer upon all. Yes. Um, yep. We don't spend too much time, really, on the bottom five teams of each conference. So we've decided this week to pass on a compliment, whether it's backhanded or not is irrelevant, <laughs> but pass on a compliment to each of the bottom five teams from each conference. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just to... Just, just for, those, the, for the fan bases out yeah. there to lift their spirits a little bit, hopefully. Giving the bottom dwellers a bit of love. Exactly right. It's... Uh, you know, we, we look after everyone here, don't we? we do. And then we'll just end with a, a quick recap of the NBA of the week that was some of the key talking points out of it. So without further ado, there's a lot to get through today, lads. Let's get into some odds and ends. I'll go first. Take it away, lads. Um, something that you don't really hear too often, especially among players that have made a name in the league, um, but Tom Tibbs has actually just completely cut Kemba Walker out of the <laughs> Knicks rotation. And likewise, um, tie that in with Blake Griffin yeah. being cut. Yes. As well from the net, so that's wild, isn't it? it? Is. They've not like for, for Kemba, he's gone from starting. He hasn't just—he's not gone to the bench. He's mm, out of the rotation hard. completely. This is pretty wild, mm. isn't it? Did I mean what I've taken out of this is both Blake and probably more so Kemba won't find trouble in finding a new destination if need be. I know the Clippers are looking into Kemba um, as the as the main one, but um, they're, they're going to be all right. You, I reckon. You Kemba's, think so? Kemba's drop off has been enormous. I'm, has. I'm still, yeah, I'm still shocked been. by this because we think of his days when he was still playing in, in Charlotte. Yeah, and he probably he was he was one of the stars of the league. And Absolutely, he, he, he probably did leave maybe three or four years later than he should have because he was he was slumming it with yeah. the with the um, Hornets for for a long while there, and he came to the Celtics. And he was just a shell of a player that, yeah. he, that he was once upon a time. It's actually quite sad to see, but I don't know what what is it because like, he's he, he's getting on in years, obviously. He is, but this is just a massive job off. Like, and I, it I kind of ties in. Last week, did we speak about it? Or it might have been the week mm. before, and we mentioned 
for the Knicks in particular, their starting five unit is really weighing them down. Yeah. It's not until their bench comes on that they're actually really excelling. Yes. So, yep. you know, something had to change um, and quite a drastic change it was. Mm. But in terms of what you just said, for both of them finding, I don't think they'll have any trouble. I, I think they will. You're both okay. both probably have trouble. Both are getting older. Both have a history of injury concerns, Blake in particular. Yeah. Both are on, well, Kemba not as much now, but both on quite large contracts. Mm. Like, And a lot of teams for their roles... Like, there's not too many teams that actually need an injury-prone, aging, power forward mm. or point guard. Um, well, it depends how much. Like, is he on a contract right now? Who? Kemba. Kemba. Yeah, I think because it was bought out by OKC or yeah. there was mm. uh, something went on. So, he's yeah. not on – it's not an absolute albatross. It's not mm. like the $30 million that he was on, mm. um, but he's still on quite a lot of money. It's sort of a similar situation to a certain extent with John Wall, yeah. really, isn't it? Yep. Like, at the end of the day, on a – on a fairly hefty contract, um, getting on in years, injury prone, teams have a lot of question marks over these types of players and yeah. a lot of the times they tend to stay away. But, yeah, interesting to see, yeah, if they end up getting picked up, those two. Well, a player who's getting another chance in the league, uh, DeMarcus Cousins is set to sign a one-year deal with the reigning champions, the Bucks. Now, we had this on our yes. socials during the week. Be sure to check them out, guys, if you're not already. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Daily Dribble, Always active. Um, but, yes, DeMarcus Cousins, you know, we last saw him. He was with the Clippers, was he not? Yeah, with the Clippers yeah, last was, season. Yeah. He had a yeah. bit of time there. But you kind of forget he's still only 31 years old. Is he? He's God. still got a lot to offer. He, he was, does. you know, when he was with the Pelicans, him and AD, he was one of the most unstoppable forces in the league. Yeah. And he's just had such a torrid run with injuries. Um, you know, I'm certainly happy that he does get another opportunity. Mm. I think he'll be able to bring quite... A handy backup, especially considering Brooke Lopez is still out of the mm. uh, lineup there. Their, their big man's stocks aren't great. Mm. So I think he'll certainly be able to soak up some minutes and do pretty pretty admirably. You're 100% correct about us or people in general forgetting how good he was once upon a time. I've got a hypothetical for you. Here if you he go. had never gotten injured, who do you reckon would have been the better player at him and AD? Oh. Because they were sort of... They were at the time that he was in his prime. Yeah. They were the two young up and coming big men stars of the oh. league. And then his injury just oh, it sent him sent him on a downwards trajectory. Oh. But oh. it's a tough a, one. that is a tough one. I will say I'll say A D. Do you reckon A D has more versatility? So I, yes, I, I think so. Exactly yeah. I, I think he say. could handle the ball yep. a little bit more. Yep. I reckon um yeah, Boogie Boogie would have been the better well-rounded big man, but AD just has more versatility. Like, AD used to play, like, point guard and shooting guard in college (laughs) when he was a bit younger. Like, he had handles, and he's just a more versatile player, which is, you know, what the league is built around now. So, I'd lock in AD. And just tying that in with the Bucks, they're also set likely to sign Wes Matthews. Uh, We saw him in his stint with the Lakers last season, so he will certainly add to their depth as well. The Bucks, so he's going back. Yeah. That's back cool. to the Bucks, like um, you know. So they're certainly looking to go back to back. They're in good shape at the mm. moment. Giannis doing his thing. So after a slow start of the season, they've picked it back up. Yeah, they're rolling. Recently. They are yeah. rolling. Yeah. So good things happening in Milwaukee. There, I'll go. Um, Ennis Cantor, former formerly Ennis Cantor, <laughs> has done a bit of a run our test, um, and he, he's changed his name to Ennis Freedom. Mm. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not opposed to it. Do what you want. It's just a bit of a, it's a curveball, you know. But I mean, he's doing it for the greater good in the end. But it's a bit. It's Is just he? weird. It's just weird. But like, how, I mean, but how much does this actually? Yeah, add? I, I don't know what this does exactly. Like, but. I saw a funny comment throughout the week. It said, "Enes Kanter has a permanent bubble jersey on." <laughs> 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 That's good. Well, would you? What do you prefer? So. If you're about to say Meta World Peace, yeah, um, Meta true, World I'd Peace rather be called Ennis Freedom Cantor. Freedom. No, it's just Ennis Cantor Freedom. His last name. Oh, is it hyphenated? Is it? Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. Ennis Cantor Freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Well, I'm definitely going Meta World Peace. I mean, I think it flows way better. Yeah. You can say it quicker. It sounds yeah. kind of cool. Think, I think the thing with Meta World Peace was. He had such a contrast between who he was as a person, which was an absolute <laughs> maniac. Oh, maniac, and the, his his surname. So he must have yeah. just had like. Like a light bulb epiphany, like I'm gonna, you know, yeah, just completely switch my gears. Exactly and, right. Like it was, it was such a, a weird um, 
yeah, a complete polar opposite between the character he was to <laughs> the name he's <laughs> changed to. Um, yeah. Um, now, we heard during the week Michael Porter Jr. will undergo a surgical procedure that is likely to rule him out for the rest of the season. Um, you know, this is a huge blow to not only him, a budding star on the rise. He's suffered, you know, back problems in the past, so it certainly doesn't bode well for him. Mm. Um, but for the Nuggets as well, they're really struggling. We've seen Jokic miss time. Jamal Murray's out. We mentioned PJ Dozier last week. Mm. Now Porter Jr. out for the rest of the season. They are really... In quite a bit of strife. Now, I won't spend too long because we did touch on it the other week, but for, for Porter Jr. in particular, this is uh, pretty devastating and hopefully not one of those things that just completely stunts his career. Mm. It's devastating for him individually and also the Nuggets, but, you know, at the start of the year, he was short odds favourite for most improved. Like, people just thought his next step of his career was going to occur yeah. this year. Obviously, that's not going to happen. And given all the other injuries to key players on this team, you start to think that Denver might be one of these teams who actually finish finish outside the eight, which before this season you would have thought would be quite unrealistic. This was really his coming out year, wasn't it? With yeah. Murray out, it was really that chance for him to establish himself as that clear-cut number two. Exactly. Well, I don't know if it's because of his riddling injuries, but from what we saw from him, he wasn't. And I'm kind of one of these people that had began to lose hope in in what in his potential because he he was hardly showing any of his potential is that was that just me well, oh, for this season he, this he, season and the season before like we hear it every year it's almost like the Philadelphia 76 is this is going to be the next I year I thought but, he had looked better in spots and had taken over a little more mm. scoring responsibility especially on the defensive end he last season in particular yeah. like yes. he had been such a massive massive liability like he was it was like you were playing four on the defensive yeah. end yeah. Yeah. he picked up that um you know I, I certainly thought he'd made strides mm. but uh, I think this year was the chance for him to show out so mm. uh, what we saw in the opening few games you can kind of attribute it to maybe the injury maybe you know just a slow start to the season but but, you know, yeah, even wonder if it's due to the fact that he was a bit hesitant to take that increased responsibility. Like, yep. some players are made for increased responsibility and some players shy away from it. Mm-hmm. And you just wonder, was he ready for it? Yep. I don't know. Because so the lot- expectations are growing in Denver, aren't they? You, oh, huge. You're yeah. Coming into this season, they've got the MVP, you know, yes. even without Murray. You know, there's still a lot of hopes placed on that group. Yes. Um. Yep. So... Yeah, you know, diamonds are made under pressure. There you he are. is the, the pressure has got yeah. to him, and he's completely collapsed. So yep. that's yep. the end of Porter for the season. You may as well, if you have got them there, just real, you know, right up the rest of, of the injuries. A couple of injuries here. Uh, Jalen Suggs will miss several weeks uh, with a fractured right thumb. Uh-huh. Uh, so a big blow to him, the fifth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not. So much of concern for the Magic, given they're not going anywhere this season. Mm, yeah. um, Bam Adebayo will be out for roughly six weeks. He had a, a torn ligament in his right thumb, so a couple of thumb injuries about. To be Six hit. weeks. I didn't know it was that long. Who's no. going to step up, Dwayne? Is Dwayne? No, he's not even there. Is he Dwayne? Deadman? Deadman? Where's Deadman? he at? Yeah, I think Dwayne's is there. He, yeah. he will yeah. probably step up. I don't know who else is there. Um, also had Joe Harris. He'll miss another four to eight weeks undergoing ankle surgery. Mm. Now, apparently there's a little bit of um, bone particle in that ankle mm. that needs to be removed. So, Jesus. yeah, that's not ideal for him. Um, so four to eight weeks still to go for him. Um, and Dame is set to miss probably another week yeah. or so with um, mm. a torn ligament. Oh, no, not a torn no, ligament. Sorry, abdominal. a lower abdominal tendon tendinosis. Tendinopathy. Something like that. Tendinopathy. Yeah. Oh, you've nailed it. He's yeah. abdosaur. Yeah, he's abdosaur. Yeah. Too many crunches. Yeah. <laughs> too many crunches, I reckon. Too much planking. So yes. a couple of big <laughs> injuries there. Um, I guess probably the biggest out of that probably being Bam. Yeah, I Huge. think he definitely has the biggest role. Not out of any of those players that would be Dame, but mm. Dame's only probably going to be out another week or so. Mm. But for Bam to miss, you know, six weeks, that is, mm. yeah, a big length of time and a big blow to the Blazers mm. who are, you know, that you're... One week you've got a little more faith in them. Mm. The next week it's kind of taken away as quickly as it comes, isn't it? I was going to say the Heat will hold up, but will they? Because Bam is such a vital cog in that Heat rotation. I was about to mention that as well. Like I look at Miami Heat with and without Bam Adebayo as two different teams, Mm. and I see them. I see the Miami Heat with Bam Adebayo, who's who's one of the quality big men in the league mm-hmm. um, as a team who could potentially go all the way without him though. And maybe I think we're saying Dwayne Dedman stepping up in his place 
It's definitely not a like for no. a like. Mm. Um, he's so vital to that team. So they'll be they'll be hoping this next six weeks flies because mm. they, that. Uh, I, I still think they're obviously they're a quality team, but you're losing such a quality player. It's always going to have a, an impact. I think if it was in the playoffs, it'd be a lot more concerning. Oh, I think they'd really oh, yeah. struggle. Yeah, um, sure. I think while whilst it's a regular season, they'll be able to get enough output from the other players, and yeah. we'll see, yeah. you know, enough scoring and enough on the defensive end for them to pull through. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, big blow. Nevertheless, there. Um, Throughout the week, the the biggest, or should we leave that Grizzlies thing? Oh, uh, yeah, we'll save it to oh, the end. That's a, a that's oh. a good point there. I did want to touch on that, but we will mention that a little bit later on. That was why. There's a little spoiler for little, you. A little, little teaser, let's say that. Um, did you have anything else from Odds and Ends, Lee or um, Roe? No. No, 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 I didn't. Beautiful fellas. Massive week in the NBA. Uh, let's touch on, though, the NBL. It officially... Yes. Tipped off last night. It was absolutely just incredible. Unfortunately, couldn't be there live, but did watch the game. The Tassie Jack Jumpers played the Brisbane Bullets to start the season. Mm. Um, in their first ever game, they really came out of the block oh. firing. They were phenomenal. Incredible. They led at halftime 42 to 41, but they held you know, an 11-point lead at one stage there. And what really stood out and stood out for me from the game as a whole was their defensive hustle. Mm. Like every single player diving for loose balls, active hands. Mm. It was, you know, in a game they shot, I think it was, was it 57% mm. from the free throw line? So that ball wasn't falling. The three-point ball wasn't falling. I think they were only about 20%. It was yep. a pretty, especially after halftime, the scoring output from both teams was pretty ordinary. Diminished, yeah. Um, mm. But they really showed their, their capability on the defensive end. Mm. Um, it turned into a real slog. So 15 seconds to go. Lamar Patterson had a chance with two free throws to put the bullets ahead. Mm-hmm. He's missed both, gone down the other end. The uh, Jack Jumpers have made their two free throws. Three-point game. Six seconds to go. Nathan Sobey. No. Uh, it's just like I thought, oh, you know, surely we've, we've got it here. We've got it here. This game's, you know, sealed. But as yeah. soon as you think that, I thought just doesn't matter who gets the ball. Just don't let Sobey get it. Gets it, it. gets it in the corner. Kind of an off-balance, just contested, hand-in-his-face three. It yeah. was just incredible. So six seconds to go. He's he's tied the game. We didn't really get much of a look in mm. the last couple of seconds. So it went to OT. Uh, Sobe ended up getting a pretty stiff call. Um, his second technical. It was quite amusing mm. the way he uh, cussed out the ref. And rightly yeah. so, it was a pretty horrible call. Mm. Um, Jack Jumpers fans would agree with it. <laughs> yep. But um, that kind of turned the tide after that point. We we really took over. We ended up winning the game. It was what was it? My apologies. It was eighty three to seventy four. Yep. So just really a historic night for the franchise. Uh, just an incredible. To be honest, it looked like oh Scott Roth was about to cry yes. at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. Rightly so. So oh, much emotional effort and work and commitment from so many people have gone into getting this team off the ground, and it's really. To be honest, happened quite quickly. Mm. Um, to have the whole stadium redeveloped, to bring in these players, to make a really high quality team, which I think this team is. I think a lot of pundits out there have underrated us. Yeah, I yeah, think we are sure. really, and there's some hometown bias, bias, biasism, whatever the word may be. Let's yeah. whatever. But I think that the team looks really good. Josh Adams. Wasn't able to quite get his shot going in the first half, but stepped up in the he second did. half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Majette, he Majette. was unreal. He's, uh, he's going to be underrated as well. Underrated, super underrated. He hasn't got much um, attention really yep. in, in the preseason, but I'll tell you what, Jack Jumbers fans know what we've got in, in, in Majette. Will um, Magne, fantastic, Magne, yeah. both ends of the floor, unreal shot stopper. Like the team just looked so well-rounded and it was really awesome to see, you know, had we have lost, mm. I think fans could still be kind of, I guess, confident in the fact that this team just from what we saw on that defensive end, is going to show up. And we said this, didn't we? Last week yep. we said each night they're going to turn up and play with heart, yep. hustle, commitment, and just play a, a high-caliber level of ball that no team wants to play against each night. Exactly right. And how underrated is, I guess, the culture that we've built already in that already. team as well? We, we, look, we look so in sync with each other. Yep. We're all... On the same page, and I, you know, there's some teams who have been in the in the league for ages, and they're all on different pages. They, it's sort of hero ball almost. Yep. There's no hero ball for the for the Jack Jumpers from what we've seen so far. They've been incredible, and it was good because it really looked like you know they they got out to that early lead, and it looked like they could potentially throw it away in the last few minutes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but they, they held true. And Shows got maturity. A, it does indeed. So in front of a packed-out house, I think there was about 4,800 at the new My State Bank Arena. Got that first win, got the ball rolling. Mm. It's mm. exciting times indeed. Um, and just quickly, the other game for the night, I watched a little bit of it, but due to it being in Perth, it was a late tip-off. <laughs> our, our first game went to OT, so I was like, oh, got to half time. <laughs> uh, but the Perth Wildcats beat Adelaide 85-73. to Really was an incredible two-man performance. Uh, Bryce Cotton, reigning MVP, he put up 16 points, five rebounds and five assists. Mm-hmm. Whilst friend of the show, after his stint with the Lakers in Summer League, Vic Law mm. had four rebounds and 37 points. Jesus, yeah. Vic showed out big time, and this two-man combo is just going to be must-watch. Oh, that, that, so, that Perth Wildcats team is going to, be, going to be very difficult to get a hold of this yep. year. When you've got, obviously, multi-MVP winner in Bryce Cotton, Vic Law, who's probably NBA quality, yeah, but he's, he's down here and, and dominating the NBL. That, a that's man unfair. who will probably be going to the NBA next season, Luke Travers as well, Travis showing is. out, getting more game time. Has Delhi played yet? Uh, no, tonight I believe it is. So okay. we only had the two games last night, but you know, just from what we saw last night, as I said last week, implore any of you guys to check it out. The mm. quality is just That's tremendous. Um, yeah, loved loved every minute of it last night. So get onto it, guys. More games tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, good stuff. Exciting. Okay, as I said, we're into December. The season to be jolly. You guys, Christmas fans, we love Christmas mm, here. Play a couple of Christmas no. songs, a bit closer to Christmas. But, yeah. Certainly not the Grinch by any means. Yeah. No, but, um, good. Well, we've no doubt a couple of weeks' time. Christmas Day actually falls on one of our recording days, so we'll have that off. But the week prior, we'll probably have to uh, do a little Christmas special, come in pretty hot, maybe a little mailbag episode or something uh, of the kind. So, yeah, they, they can go any which they, way. And oh, we yeah. love that. We love that. So we are going to spread some Christmas cheer today to some of our bottom-dweller teams uh, we're going to pass on, we might start with the East and pass on a compliment to each of the bottom five teams. Yes. And we'll do the same with the West and just uh, kind of highlight some of these teams that aren't spoken about as much as some of the, the higher higher performing teams. Let me tell you though, I don't know about That's you guys, hard. but a few of these teams, I was struggling to yeah. think of think of a compliment to give them. They Some of these teams deserve a absolute, oh, I don't know, tongue lashing. Yeah. Was, yeah some of these teams... We're going to be as kind as possible to them, I yeah, guess. Most of mine might not pass for being a compliment, <laughs> just a silver lining. Yep, of, of we'll what, take that. What their team is, yep. Absolutely. Well, we might start with the East. Kick and us off. Ro- I'll, I'll kick, us, kick off. us off. Do we want to start from 11th or 15th? Uh, go 11th on Yeah, and we'll save the, yeah. the best. To last. The, yeah, yes. there we go. So, in the, oh, I think it's changed. No, just, As they just, got the win today. That's okay. So we'll do, we'll do it. We'll put the premise on. These standings were done prior to today's games. Yeah. Yes. They wouldn't have moved up too, too much higher. No. So in 11th, I had Philly. My positive comment, kind of like you, a silver lining, is the fact that they've still got Ben Simmons on the books. Yes. And the positive for that being that they're still, they're still you know, they're kind of wallowing a little bit. They've had quite a lot of injuries and things of the kind. But they're still going to be able to get something back for Simmons. Yeah. yeah and regardless of exactly. what it is, it is going to be an upgrade. Just getting mm. something on the court, um, you know. So I think that is a positive for them at the moment. Yeah, I like that. My positive is to to do with Ben Simmons as well. Um, it is with Ben Simmons not present. Tyrese Maxey has absolutely flourished in his role oh, that he's, he's been stepped so into. Good. Yep, hundred percent. He's been really, really. Just kind of under the radar and could almost be another one of those players that you look at for most improved at this stage. Yeah, um, yeah he's come along in leaps and bounds, so there's certainly a lot of reason for optimism mm-hmm. Optimism with him. And and mine's sort of the same, same lines in terms of they've got Ben Simmons out. They've had Joel Embiid out, out for extended periods of the season. Harris, yet, Green, yet, Curry have all been out. All key players, yet... And they've improved um, from where they were when I when I wrote my notes, but they're still sitting at above five hundred at the moment. Yeah, which is which bizarre, is, which is crazy. Um, so they've they've been valiant, I think, given that they've had very key personnel out for for the season so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go ahead to the Raptors, Roy. While you're on a roll, take us away. Uh, well, for the Raptors, the first thing that came to mind was Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Um, because I think at the start of the season, uh, well, particularly in the draft, actually, when he got picked up, 
There were a lot of question marks. Oh, raised over. eyebrows. Was that the right pick? I, I'm not too sure if they should have taken him over Jalen Suggs, who was yep. highly regarded. But uh, credit to the Toronto Raptors for seeing something that perhaps mm. a lot of people didn't see. So why they're getting paid the big bucks, isn't they it? Are, because they yeah. obvious, obviously saw something that a lot of other people didn't. And I think so far, for as good as Suggs has been, it's kind of has paid off so far, oh, hasn't it? Has. it? Absolutely. Uh, mine was similar. You know, you've got Scotty Barnes, and he's got a real high high potential, I think. Um, got the real potential to be a stud and really kind of lead this franchise into their next phase. So I think that's certainly it's reason for optimism and something you can feel positive about. Yeah. agree. And mine is, um, and I don't know if you guys will agree with me, but mine is the raps uh, won't live at the bottom. They're not going to stay there forever. They've kind of got a direction. You're talking about Scotty Barnes, but... Hmm. Um, See teams like Detroit or mm. Orlando and they're just... Always around that yeah. bottom mark, aren't they? Yeah. The Raptors have got a they, better culture. They've got a bit of hope and some direction, mm. which I love. Lee, the Pacers, what do you think for them? My compliment for the Pacers is, um, it's, like I said, this. some of these aren't really compliments, but mine <laughs> is I know um, if you're at full strength and full, full health, you wouldn't be sitting where you are right now. Yeah. What are they yeah. sitting? Like 12th? 13th. 13th. Mm. I don't know how many games they've had with all starting five they like, haven't. on the court. Have they even had like one? Like, no. I know, T- nope. I know TJ Warren's out. But, Not um, one. But yeah, I know I know you wouldn't be there if, if you're, you're healthy. And that was mine as well. I think the Pacers, we keep saying it, and it almost, a little part of me is almost giving up on it. But I think that that five-man lineup, once you get Warren back in, there is a lot of potential there on both ends of the floor on the defensive capabilities with Turner, Brogdon, yep. you know, and then you've got the offensive firepower of Warren, mm. Sabonis. Yep. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot to like there. Levert getting healthy again. But, you know, that's my kind of compliment. You know, we haven't seen all they have to offer yet. So, um, to be honest, I don't know if we will. Mm, but, yeah, true. you know, because it kind of feels like... I'm, I'm not sure what Warren's return date is. But... I mean, it feels like it's it's um, non-existent yeah, at this point. Like, yeah, so yeah. I don't know how long they can keep going before mm. they maybe make a trade or look mm. to move a piece on. But, yeah, um, yeah. yeah there's fine confidence and hope in the fact this team isn't complete yet. Mm. No, that's, that's definitely warranted. Um, mine is actually another player-related compliment. Um, Chris Duarte, mm. he, he was picked 13 in the draft. And as we know in NBA drafts, after you leave probably the top 10, mm-hmm. there's a lot of guesswork and there's a lot of um, unpredictability, I guess you could say. Um, but I, I love that Indiana took a punt on Chris Duarte, who's a ma- mature age rookie mm. as well. Um, and even though he's cooled off recently, he started the season on fire. And yeah. in fact, he was probably leading the rookie of the year candidacy at the yep. start of the season, even though it was early days. So I actually like that they got that one. I think they got that one. Got it right. Got it right. At pick 13, anything can happen. Um, but no, they'd be very happy with that. 14 for the Pistons. I think we're all going to probably be pretty aligned. I was going to go kind of with their young core, but I'll stick with. Um, Cade. Now they've got, they've finally got a potential, like they've got a franchise star, mm. someone that you can have on the billboards around, someone that the fans can flock to, someone that draws people in and yeah. gives hope. Sure. Um, you know, it's kind of like LeBron when he went, went went to Cleveland. Like you need someone to bring people in, and mm. Cade, I'm not sure if he will, but he might, you know, have some pulling power to get people yeah. to want to go to Detroit. Yep. Um, so there's reason for optimism purely because of him. Oh, so. absolutely. And mine was pretty, I mean, pretty similar. Mine was pretty much saying that they have a bright future. And right now, they're not constructed to be good. And that's why they're at the bottom. But um, in a few years, they're, they're going to be something to be scared of, in my opinion. Now, why do you think that is? Do you think because one of what? A, one, they have, like you said, a building piece around Cade Cunningham. Yep. Attracting other players to come to uh, Detroit, which you don't hear often. It's not a destination franchise for sure. And then also a couple of other players. Sadiq Bay's cooled off a bit now, but he's yeah. he's been looking promising. Isaiah Stewart, and even you have Jeremy Grant, which who yep. may not stay, but he's a great trade piece if if need be. Yeah, he, he, he presents value, Jeremy mm. Grant. I think. Are we slightly before we go on to Euro? Mm. A bloke I regarded very very highly before last season. Struggled with injury. Hasn't shown a lot. Already, oh, yeah. are we not giving up? But 
I, I certainly think I've toned down my excitement factor quite considerably on mm. Killian Hayes. Mm. Yes. Um, I don't. I just don't know what the deal with him is. He's looking like, like he could be a bit of a bust at this point, and you hate to make the premature call, but because he's still got a long time in his career, but exactly. he's looking quite ordinary at the moment. He's looking very poor, and yeah. I think now that you know he had a year to kind of assert himself yeah. and yeah. find a comfortable spot in the team, and now it's all about Cade. Yes. Um. So he kind of missed his window, I think, a little bit. But, my, um, my thing with Killian Hayes is, I know he's injured right now, isn't he? I'm pretty sure he is. But um, yeah, if he is or if he isn't, he's going to want to pick up his game soon because even in a couple of years, if he does pick off, up his game, he's going to have bench minutes because he played so bad before, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's going to want to pick it up. Very he, soon. he sort of reminds me in a way of Frank Nilakina, who, yeah. who and another... Where's in- that guy now? Is yeah. he with Dallas? I think he? He, I think he is, but I think he's been around a few teams now, but yeah. a, an international prospect who was in the top 10 and, you know, it's still a bit unpredictable as yeah. all these international prospects can be and he just hasn't taken any steps not even the next step because he's still where he was to begin with so yeah um yeah he struggled a little bit my compliment is a pretty much a combination of of yours the fact that they've recruited Cade cunningham can only be a positive thing yeah they they're they're bottom dwellers at the moment but having someone like that it's it's enough to keep you with a bit of hope if you're a detroit fan Mm -hmm. um yeah, and and yeah, I think just in general, having direction if when you're a franchise is, is so important. It is, particularly if you've if you're down the bottom of of the standings, you don't want to be sort of um, not making the moves to elevate yourself again. Yeah. Absolutely, our fifteenth team mm. is the Orlando Magic. So we also had the Magic at fifteenth. So. The bottom dwellers, they're in, uh, you know, it was really hard to find something good to say about them. Yeah. But the positive is, I've said, they're in a better position now than they were 12 months ago. Yeah. And it's partly for the fact, you look at, you know, they got rid of Vooch, they got rid of Fournier, they got rid of Aaron Gordon. I was trying to think whoever else they had. But they've fully embraced that rebuild mode. And they've actually got, you know, their record doesn't depict a team that's got much to like about them. But they, mm. you know, Suggs is there's a bit to like about him. Fultz when he comes back, Cole Anthony has been, you know, pretty phenomenal since his introduction into the league last season. Um, they've found a way. We kind of umdenied whether they were going to play Mo Bamba or Wendell Carter. Hey, why not both? <laughs> yes, um, yeah. So there's a bit to like about them. So I think they are in a better position. They've got a much clearer direction. Yeah. Um, we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out now for them. And they're still sitting on, like I think, two first-round picks from SG and mm. Vuc, who they ended up not needing because they, they're be- like you said, they're better off without them. But my mm. compliment was pretty much just saying that Cole Anthony is already coming into his own and he's getting bums on seats over in Orlando. Um, but now now that you mentioned another guy's name, I'll mention now, Mo Bamba is living up to that song Sheck West wrote about him because yes. he, especially this year, he's completely come into his own and um, becoming probably maybe not one of the better big men in the league, but he's putting up stat sheet numbers, you know. He's, he's, is he? Uh, yeah, he has been. Is have, he? You, have you been looking at Mo Bamba? I, I have, yeah. but I feel like he's very, very hit and miss. No, nah, go look at his. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. You are <laughs> at least when I watch him. You are you fill us in, Roy. What's your yeah look? Because I, I kind of thought that. I feel like he well hit and misses. My my compliment as well is is regarding um, Cole Anthony because he, as Lee said, like he's come into the league and he's and he's been quite impressive from the get go. Nick's not overly impressed That's with That's all right. Numbers, it's 11 it? points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists. It's solid. It's serviceable. Yeah, serviceable. Um, but it's particularly this year, Cole Anthony, I'm not sure if you have got you guys have seen, but he's gone from averaging 13 points last year to 20 points yeah, this year. So he's averaging 20. 20 points so far wow. this year. And he, I think it, what else he's, he's averaging 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Mm-hmm. Seven rebounds for a point guard, a guy that you would take size, that, and he's a small point guard. That's as well, most so. improved talk as well. I reckon yeah, so. Yeah. So yeah, Cole Anthony, he's a guy who who's the light at the end of the tunnel for for the Orlando. A long you? dark tunnel it is, it but is. light at the end, nevertheless, fellas. Let's move ahead to the West. Lee, take us away. Start with our eleventh, the Sacramento Kings. Now this is again hardly a compliment, but <laughs> mine is pretty much saying. 
it's not the players' fault that they're not going as well as they could be. I'd say it's not only co- the coaching staff but the front office. Yep. But um, Buddy Hield and uh, Harrison Barnes are probably playing some of the best basketball they've they've ever played yet. Um, mm-hmm. Halliburton is looking stronger and stronger. Rashawn Holmes has really come into his own this year. Um, they booted off uh, Luke Walton, and but the thing is, they didn't bother to look for a formidable coach. They got Alvin Gentry back, which is so-so. Um, so I just think they, they need to find a way to win, and they have the talent, so yeah. mm. so just, just find a way. Yeah, I, I'm similar in the sense that I think their young core is still exciting. There's still a lot to like about them. You know, I like Fox, Halliburton, Davion Mitchell's been good, as yeah. you as mm. you touted earlier in the hour early season predictions there, our rookie predictions, Lee. Um, You know, Harrison Barnes. There's some pieces there that can work together. Mm. I think they really lucked out uh, that they weren't in that that package with the Lakers. Yes. Uh, Was it Buddy Hield that the Lakers were going to get? If they had have got, you know, a KCP and a Harrell and whatever else, Mm. they might have just had a little more competency, yes. a little more depth. And we've seen how well those players have all, you know, Coos as well, all showed out mm-hmm. since being in Washington. You know, not going to say it's exactly going to translate had it have gone to another another destination, but no. they have all performed really well so far. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I still think there's a bit to like about their core. They just need to uh, put some things into action. Mm-hmm. Yep, agree with that. Um, my compliment to them would be, we've mentioned in the past, it, I'm, like overall, I'm not a huge fan of coaches being being the scapegoat and being. Was it? We did speak about this last week. Didn't we? Just we did. Last we did. Week, in saying that, this is one of these rare moments where I think um, fire, well, firing or parting away with yeah. Luke Walton was a good thing because they weren't progressing, and I think the the fact that they've parted ways with Luke Walton means that okay, we're sick of being mediocre, which we've been for as long as we can really remember. They've been a long time for a long time. And they've, they've thought, well, look, we're not going to be making any significant um, inroads with Luke Walton as yep. our coach. The players probably aren't not buying, buying in. in. So um, I think that was probably a, a good thing for the Sacramento Kings to do to sort of progress in the right direction. And as you said, Lee, a lot of it, is on the coach, a lot on the front office, and we spoke about this last week, Ro. Yep. So frustrating that they're, you know, 15 games into the season, they fired him. Like, just pitch yes. him before the season. Yeah, exactly. He was right. on the Doesn't hot seat all yeah. of last season. Give a new coach the opportunity mm, because this now, again, effectively feels like a wasted season. They're going to have, you know, Gentry at the helm for this season, but they've got no one to bring in a new scheme or format or you know, really kind of make the team their own. Yes. Um, yep. So it's kind of just another year down the drain, I would say, for Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. But, I'd agree. You know, we've tried to give them a compliment <laughs> as best we could. It was uh, tough. That was that was one where I was struggling yeah. big time. I did struggle with that one. Yeah. Uh, number 12, Ro. Uh, 12, uh, the Spurs. Uh, the, yeah, San Antonio Spurs. So um, obviously losing DeMar DeRozan and, and Paddy Mills over the, over the off-season. Um, big losses, but someone had to step up and they had to sort of have a bit of a direction as to what they were going to do, who they were going to hand the keys over to. I'm so glad that the San Antonio Spurs have been clear and direct about handing the keys over to DeJounte Murray mm-hmm. um, because, well, he was the clear option to, to be the no leader one else was once, once, no once one they else. left. But... Um, and it hasn't necessarily meant that they they're getting wins on the board, but at least they've got someone you know leading leading the charge. Yeah, it might take a little while to get out of the the darkness that they're in at the moment, mm. but I actually really really like that, and um, I love Dejounte Murray as a player. So um, yeah, that's that's mine for the Spurs. Mm. Lee, mine is pretty much exactly the same. I'm really high on Dejounte Murray, um, and my compliments pretty much saying he's emerging as maybe. I'd say a star, definitely, and possibly an all-star. Um, well, hey, look I, I'd even go there. He's, he's near on averaging a triple-double. He's averaging yeah. 18, 8, and 8. He's the best point guard they've seen since Tony Parker's days. Um, mm. He's, you know, he's, he's even in contention, I think, for Defensive Player of the Year. Like, as a small guard, he locks down. He's a lockdown defender. Yeah. Um, and like Rose said, I'm happy the realms are in his hands. The water, the the the, what's the keys, it? the rains. The, yeah, the rains. Oh, the what rains. you said? You we used, you were thinking rains, 
and then you said at the helm, and you were like, realm. let's go realm. We'll just mix it up there. There we go. I won't lie. It was okay. one of those words where I thought, let's uh, just move on yeah, so I we don't pay attention to it. Yeah. No, well, no. I've, um, you know, I was going to go with the Murray one as well. I haven't. My compliment is no one, not Lee, Roe, or myself, or anyone out there, can take the last couple of decades away from you guys. No. Well done. You guys have been just the epitome of consistency, um, and no one can take that away from you. So, you know, you're probably in for a a rough next little stint, but um, find solace in the fact that you've had a a good last couple of decades and, you know, you've seen some incredible championships, some incredible players. You've had arguably one of the greatest coaches in Mm. NBA history. So, um, you know, I think that's where you kind of find your solace at the moment and just... uh, Look back on those fond times. There is still a great culture there that they've built. Um, just just a quick one for you guys. Yeah, please. Now that the Spurs look to be moving forward, they've, they've obviously left the Duncan Ginobili Parker days mm. in the past. Do you reckon Pop's days as the yep. coach are extremely numbered? Absolutely. And if so, do you think Be- Becky Hammond's the natural um, person to step up in his role? First female NBA coach on the horizon? Oh, it, well, his day is definitely coming into an end. Whether it's and now, come on, do you mean no? As a coach, as a oh, coach I thought you mean his life expectancy. Come on, <laughs> because, no, well, they're coming to well, an end. Oh. Whether it's this year, <laughs> next year, the year after, it's not far away. Yeah. Um, in terms of Becky Hammond, you can never really tell with the NBA. Like the mm. amount of times we thought a coach was going to get hired in this specific role, and then some random comes in is yeah. very, very it happens. They've been priming her for that position. It feels she's highly respected, and she's. But high. then you feel like almost oh, they're giving it to Duncan a little bit as well. Yeah, true. So it's like true. oh, which yeah. yeah, I don't know, but I think should say if they gave it to Duncan, I think Becky would move elsewhere and probably get a position somewhere else. You yeah. think so? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, in in terms of Pop, I reckon he's only, what is it, 20-odd wins away from breaking the record for yeah. most all-time wins. So Maybe you hang on. I think he'll try and hang on. It'll be yeah. tough because I don't know if they'll get there this year. I, I want to premise this in what I'm about to say. I don't want to – and I, this is me not coming off as sexist, okay? Let me premise that. But a lot of – not even NBA players, basketball players in general and players across all sports in general – look up to their coach as maybe a father figure um, mm. to an extent. Could could that be done with a, a female coach looking up as maybe a mother? I don't know. That, that's my only question. And, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not trying I, to be sexist. I think the thing with Becky Hammond, from what, I, from what I understand, is she's just very good. She's very good at building rapport with people. Yeah. She's okay, such yeah. a people person, which... And I, I understand what you're saying, Lee, and, and it's not a sexist thing to say no. because it, it's just, yeah. yeah. It's, it's Some like, things it's just the just way it is. It is like it is. You, yeah. It's not being a dick or whatever the kind, but mm. it is. And I guess for myself coming from a sporting background and, again, not being sexist, if I had a woman rock up as coach, I would – there's certainly going to be an adjustment period. Yeah. It's a different and it would just, a, a, yeah. There is because mm. you do – build that fatherly yeah. connection and you know someone you look up to and exactly right. you know um do you know yeah, what though? it would be a very interesting dynamic oh, do you know what i'd love to see her as the next absolutely absolutely and it would just bring a fresh set of eyes a fresh yes. perspective to the game and certainly i think she's paid her dues now so i would love to see it we're all for it probably but. open doors too if she yeah, would if oh, yeah. she's yep. the first one absolutely you know, it's just going to keep Keep happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Fair play. Wow. Spurs talk. OKC, we love it. Let's go. I can kick off OKC if you Please like. Please do. Um, my big compliment to them is I'm so happy that they've allowed Joshy Giddy yeah. to play to his strength so far this season. Western Conference Rookie of the Month. Western Conference Rookie Let's of the go. Month. Let's go. Really well deserved. He's had an outstanding month. month sorry. Um, he's averaging almost six assists so far this season. 11 points or so. 11 points and probably... Getting up five over, rebounds. I think it's been more than that. He's more? been getting some boards. Oh, Joshy, oh man! Back. But the the fact that he's built his game so far around being the f- main facilitator mm. on that team, yep. it's really good signs for the for the Thunder going forward. It shows that they've got a direction. They know 
they've already got these pieces and they know what kind of role they're going to be playing going forward. I think he's going to be, obviously we're super biased because we're the huge Josh Giddy fans, but at the end of the day, he looks like he's going to be vital for that team's success going forward. I like how they do play to his strengths, to an all of their strength. I remember watching an interview with Giddy before he entered the league. He said something like, I'll adjust my game however need be to whatever the team needs. What a little chameleon spec you reckon. Yeah, li- yeah like yeah. that. But, but the thing is, he hasn't needed to adjust his yeah. game. You know, he's coming in with what strengths he had from the NBL and bringing it to, to OKC. That, that's not almost something I've noticed, like even in the NBL, he's kind of like a, a Luca in the way, like he, he kind of doesn't move that quick. Mm. Yes. But it's almost deceptive what he does. Like yeah. it's such a controlled... Like his pace, he yes. controls the game to his pace. Mm-hmm. He doesn't let others yeah. dictate what he wants to do. I know do. exactly what you mean. He, he doesn't. They're not those kind of guys. Aren't super athletic, but yep. they're very smart in the way that they handle the ball and dictate the speed of the game. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. Uh, for myself, I've got that. You know, as a fan, as a compliment, you've got the most loaded asset yeah. asset chest in NBA history. Yes. Yeah. You are honestly poised the next decade. You have the potential to absolutely dominate. Yeah. Now you combine, you know, Shea is certainly that core piece to build around. Yeah. See, so yeah. Giddy the strides he's making, and you hope that can continue. There's a few other little nice pieces around the edges, at Dort that you can, you know, things of the kind you can work around. But that asset chest is just ready, locked and loaded to go. It's, yeah. What did we say? It's over the next. Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's is ridiculous. it seven years or eight years? Like fifty picks, or it's, <laughs> I don't quote me on it, but <laughs> no, it's just it's that no, no, no. It's something crazy. Or they've is it they've got years? an absolute war chest. Uh, oh, seven or eight. I can't remember the Six. number, but it's just a ridiculous yeah. number. So they really are really poised and ready to go. Um, can't wait to see what they do with it. I was just going to say, well, it's something we've never seen before, too. It's not like we've seen a, an NBA team with this many picks in their back pocket. Do you think we'll um, see the... Because we've seen over the last couple of years some of the packages that have been put together for these massive players mm-hmm. like Paul George, Kawhi, LeBron's, mm-hmm. la di da da like these massive packages. Do we think we're going to see the next frontier broken by the, say, fire out, we want player X... We're just going to give you ten picks. Yeah, like, we're, we're do you think we're going like, to see what yeah. picks being more a bit more valuable and stuff like? like well, more. they're just going to offer more because yeah. they've got more, so they can you know just blow any offer out of the water. Well, like, it's probably. it's it's a bit unpredictable for mine because I'm I'm wondering if you were the OKC Thunder, knowing what you know now about them and where they're at, would you be? tempted to trade those picks for an established no, player no, or would you keep no. a lot of those? Yeah. You'd keep them. And I would as well. Mm. But, um, the, geez, they could do anything. With Unless the over the next, say, let's say three or four years, you picked up a couple of really nice pieces and mm. you think, oh, maybe we've got Shea who's now, you know, an all-NBA level player. There's yeah. a bit to like. We could, let's have a crack and make a bit of a push. Mm. That's um, very true, actually. You know, yeah. they've. Over the last few years, they've got enough good players out of the draft. Mm-hmm. They've still got plenty of picks left. Then maybe you say, oh, let's swing for a, you know, whatever his value is, a Trey Young who's maybe 27 at that point. Let's bring him in or you, you wouldn't because they don't need him. But, but yeah. you know, that kind of yes, idea. Yeah. That's the thing. They've got it um, in their back pocket if they want to. If some of exactly. their draft picks start absolutely going off, if Giddy becomes a triple-double master and Shea Gilgis is playing his best basketball he's ever seen, they may as well say, okay, let's trade some of these picks mm. for a, a, a valuable player, and they can do that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll go with my compliment, though. My compliment is despite purposefully tanking, um, all their players individually are uh, developing. You look at Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he's becoming a perfect building block to build around for this OKC Thunder team. Mm. Giddy is the main facilitator for that team right now. Lou Dort, uh, you know, last year was a, you know, very capable defender, probably one yeah. of the best small defenders in the game. But this year he's developing his offensive game wildly. Um, they're just in such, such a good They've got such a good direction. That's enough of the OKC Thunder. Let's move ahead to the Pelicans. Uh, for myself, I... Well, it's kind of not aged that well, seeing as they knocked off the Mavs today. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. But my positive for them is you can already start looking to f- looking forward to next year. Yeah. This year is a done and dusted, yeah. I reckon. I reckon you're it's pretty so well... Kaput. It is a backhanded one, but, um, you know, I certainly... <sighs> 
They won today, so I think they're five games behind Denver at the minute for the 10th spot. Um, plenty of games left to go. It's, it's certainly not outside the realms of possibility that they can make it, whatever yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah. But do you rush back Zion now? I think he's been delayed again another yeah, week, or, week or yeah. two. Like, it, what is... Like, do you tank? Or yeah, what's, you... what's the rationale behind trying to push and ending up in 12th this mm. year? Like, is there any... I reckon you just... Not saying I don't want to see him on the court. He needs to get, you know, touches on the bowl and things of the kind. You want to see what you've got. But, again, start looking ahead to next season. Yes, yeah. You're, You're not going to rush him back, are you, you at well, this point? You, you, there's a there's a hard middle ground between mm. completely tanking and completely going for it. There's and really there's not, no middle ground. And there's not really as much reason for tanking anymore since they adjusted the lottery odds. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's really... There's not that incentive to completely bottom out. No, exactly right. Um, what my main focus would be for this year especially is start building a little bit more culture and a little bit more chemistry around your team, um, your players, your front office, your coaching staff, and the fans because that's what they need right now, yeah. especially mm. with Zion having doubts. You need a little bit of security and a little bit of um, togetherness. And especially for that, that franchise and for the fans, they were so... I guess overjoyed at the fact they got yeah. Zion, and they thought, yeah. "God, the the ticket sales went through the roof, and all yeah. their hopes were restored." And it's been just the ultimate slap to the face mm. since then. Yeah. It's really gone downhill rather quickly for it, them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a good call by Lee, actually, though, in terms of like build the culture in that team mm. because you don't want to draft these type of players just to have them leave a few yeah. years later because you don't because they're not in a winning they don't have a winning mentality they're not in Absolutely. the right place which I think is the case with the Pelicans. Yeah. Um, my compliment is player related. Um, Jonas Valanciunas um, has been he's been outstanding this year. Yep. He, like he's been the only shining light yeah. so far this year. They've been feeling far between. They've been awful. Um, but yeah, he's he's just been he's just been a double double machine so far this year, averaging nineteen and twelve mm. with two assists as well. So I think you've got to give the Pelicans a bit of credit um, for recruiting such a quality big man in Jonas Valanciunas, mm-hmm. stealing him away from the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, will he stay going forward if he knows they're going to be an absolute basket case? <laughs> Who knows? But it's been a good recruitment, mm. absolutely. And mine finally is. While you don't have much direction right now, you've got some good players. Rose had Jonas Valanciunas. He had a, a couple of games ago, had a 39.15 rebound game. He's, yeah, he's probably due for a drug test right about yeah. now. Um, but then he comes back to earth. I think the game later he had eight points and yeah, whatever. Yeah, probably I, back I, to back. <laughs> <yeah>. um, <laughs> in terms of other players like Brandon Ingram, yeah. I know... He's a bit hot and cold sometimes, and he has a bit of trouble putting the ball in the basket. But honestly, who else are you going to pass the ball to if it's not Herb Jones? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's been a little bit of a... <laughs> yep. Come on. You're not no, going to give it to Devontae? God damn, Devontae oh. Graham is just uh, doing my head in. I mean, yeah. you're slowly becoming not a friend of the show. No, which is very quickly becoming yeah. not a friend of the show, but he's been pretty ordinary. There's not many options, no. is there? No, well, that's what I'm saying. If he's going to put up, you know, how 20 shots a game and make, uh, make, I don't know, I'd like him to make half at least, but um, if he's not, who, who else is going to step up? You yeah. know, that's my point. He's, yeah. he's trying. He's trying. There you go. Let's move ahead to our last team in the West. The Houston Rockets, Roy, what have you got for us, mate? Uh, I, I think it's kind of stating the obvious. Yeah. But they've at least they've got a direction that they're going in yep. at the moment. They've sort of... I think the fact that they're not playing John Wall, I'm finding a, a good thing because I feel like they're, they're looking forward to their future and they're considering John Wall a part of their past and they they just want to look forward. And they don't want to be they don't want to be stagnant. Part of their past, he wasn't part of them at all. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Like, he barely played with them. Yeah, I know. But yeah. he's like, they, I think my main thing is that they're not willing to give him a go yeah. because they don't see him as part of their future. But do you not think he has value? Oh, like, I, absolutely. I, he has value. But if you're the Rockets, where they are at the moment, would you? I don't know if I'd, I'd be. I, I, I think I, it's a mindset thing more than anything. Obviously, if he played at that one spot they'd have pl- they, he, he's still got he's still got plenty of value mm. but i think the rockets have said well look 
he's not going to be a part of our future, mm. so we're not going to play him, which I actually yeah. commend them for, to be honest. So. Yeah. Well, what I think Rose saying pretty much is they're working more on developing their other front their court, young talent. You know, yeah. their young talent. Just quickly, Rockets are five and five in their last ten, so just okay. yeah, sneaking under the radar. Yeah. We were saying, God, they'll be lucky to get ten wins. They're up yeah. to six. They knocked off the Magic today. And that's, that's the thing, like, <laughs> we were saying the other week, like, will they get to ten wins and... The NBA. I season. think I said no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said yes, just just on the record. But, yeah, for um, me to for me to get that right, they're going to have to go about four and sixty <laughs> now. Yeah, unlikely. But mm. um, yeah, you guys. I had, <laughs> I had um, you know, I I just on your note, I would like to see Wall play. I think he can still. They can learn a lot from him, and if you're paying a guy forty million dollars, mm-hmm. I would be pretty flat, not seeing anything for my money. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think he could still nurture some of these younger players, things of the kind, because that's my point. I think their young core is good. They are building mm. Christian Wood, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green. Mm. There's enough to like about them moving mm. forward. And I, I just think at the minute they could, you know, he's not going to be there for the long term until he gets fined a deal or whatever the case gets bought out. Mm. I think you may as well make the most of all ways there, whether it's just having him around the team, be an energy guy off the bench even, but... Tell you what, it's an easy 40 mil to earn. Oh, isn't it? I tell you what, if someone wants to pay me 40 mil for sitting <laughs> on my backside, I won't, you won't hear peep out of me. No, no, I wouldn't have No complaints that. whatsoever. Lee, what are you doing? Are you doing Lee's doing, math? he's got the calculator out. What have for you some got reason? for us, mate? What's the math breakdown? I just, I just did a bit of math. It's crazy how John Wall is sleeping in bed. He wakes mm. up, he wakes up once a week and goes, oh. wakes up once a week. What he's like a bear is in the hibernation. He wakes oh, up no. and on a weekly basis and he looks at his phone and he sees a transfer of 769,000 into his bank account. That's how much he's making a week. I tell you what though, like, the tax man will absolutely demolish you. Um, Make yeah. sure to lube up. God, I, he I will ruin care. you. Yeah. I don't care I'm doing nothing. The other thing could be on a fortnightly cycle. So <laughs> who knows? Could be a bit closer one point five, I reckon. Oh, yeah, jeez, yeah, that's it's crazy, though, isn't it? It's just an absurd amount of money for doing nothing. And um, well, what's your positive note on the Rockets? My positive is um, that I still, despite their slow start between these two, I still see potential in the duo of um, Kevin Porter Jr. and uh, Jalen Green. Well, yep. Jalen Green hasn't been too flash hot. We've seen a couple of sparks from him. Yep, um, and KPG. Oh, it's what? What? Are, where are only a KPJ. couple. KPJ. KPJ. We're only a couple of games in, probably, probably a quarter of the year. Yeah. Um, so don't, don't like say one and done with these guys. They, they've still got a bit. Five and five game. in the last ten. Look yeah. out! The Rockets are on fire. Yeah. Brilliant. We love it, lads. There we go. We've kind of tried our best to give each of the ten bottom dweller teams. Uh, a bit of a compliment, a bit of a, uh, a boost for all the fans out there. We're not sure how many fans are listeners of us from those <laughs> ten respective teams yes. but nevertheless we've done our best spread some holiday christmas positivity and joy and now we'll recap quickly the nba week that was let's start real quickly fellas with just as a time of recording the games just wound up but the phoenix suns in their rematch from earlier in the week have gone down to the warriors mm. thus ends their 18 game mm. win streak yes. god that's a long bloody Ooh. win streak 18 and- games Incredible, incredible run from them. They've done it, as we mentioned, Devin Book. Well, Devin Book is out at the moment. Um, he's got a bit of hamstring tightness. They don't want to kind of rush him or aggravate it. There's no need at the moment. Yeah. They're sitting pretty. So um, just quickly, a quick question. You know, these two teams, they're both at full health. So it comes to the Western Conference Finals. Mm. Who are you taking? Um, I'd be taking. Oh, far out! That's a tough question. It is. With Clay Thompson back as and well for the go. Golden State Warriors, far out. I'd probably be taking Golden State. Yeah, oh, that's I'm... so tough to say. That's so tough to say. But I, we've spoken about it so much. Like they're playing at an incredible level so far already. Just taking care of the Phoenix Suns, but then to think that you're adding in one of the better shooters of all time, mm. really good defender. Mm. Oh, gee, they're yeah. going to be hard to stop. And I don't. I'd, I'd say the same as Roy. I don't doubt that Phoenix Suns are probably more versatile and well-rounded than the Golden State Warriors. But the Golden State Warriors just have more firepower, not only on the offensive side but on the defensive side as well. Mm. Yeah, I'd take the the Warriors. I would take. Once you throw Clay and Wiseman oh, back oh. into the mix, um, I think you know we've spoken about how often teams that he plays on Chris Paul, the tempo slows and it's a little more controlled. Mm. 
I think the Warriors will just have too much running gun for them. Um, frenetic, chaos, a lot of switching, a lot of movement. I think I'll just be a little bit too good if that does eventuate. But, yeah, loving the battle those two are having at the moment. Mm, it's sure. fantastic seeing them lead the charge in in the West. Now, yeah. Lee, a moment you touched on earlier in the show. Mm. You sat, you go. Oh, well, we had, was this not yesterday, the day prior? Yeah, day before, I think. A couple of days ago, nonetheless. The Memphis Grizzlies knocked off OKC mm. for a new NBA record, the largest ever margin of victory. They beat OKC 152 to 79. They won by 73 points. My now, God. that is just absurd. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Are you kidding me? How, how does that happen? For how one, happen? just quickly, how did the Grizz put up 152 yeah. points? Yep. Two, how did they win by 73? <laughs> and three, I know OKC were without Shea... Giddy, couple of players, whatever else. Mm. They did this without Jar. They did this without some players as well. Like, how did they? This is just disgusting. They should. Yeah. They could all be put up on like criminal charges <laughs> for this. This is just embarrassing, yeah. isn't it? Not and it, I think at one point it was seventy-eight points. Mm. God. So this wouldn't have happened if Joshy Giddy was out there. <laughs> let's put it that way. But um, no, it's it's unbelievable. I have no idea how in a professional sporting league teams can get. Belted by that much, they're not playing in the you know PCY. It's painful, isn't it? Now, just quickly on the Grizz, they're fourth in the Western Conference. Fourth, sad again. They're fourth in the Western Conference. Now, it's pretty tight between four and eight, nine, ten, whatever the case may be. Irrelevant. They're fourth now. Are you buying into the Grizz? Do you believe in them? Not at four for the you know for a majority of the season, but around that six, seven mark. What what do you think? There, what? You know, after what you've seen, what do you mm. think would be a, a good season for them? Like, what should they be aiming for? Finishing um, outside of the play and inside the playoffs. That's Winning the first spot. round or just... Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, look, I think they're... I think- they would be aiming for a playoff berth. Yep. Um, where do I think they would, they'll end up? Probably around that 8, 9, 10 mark, I would have thought. Yeah. I thought that they'd struggle massively without Jar. Like, I think that goes without saying. I think most of us think that he's going to be like an MVP candidate in the future. And yeah. at the moment, they're without him and they're still getting the wins on the board. They've, they've been really good. Yeah, it's just befuddling to me because I yeah. still do not buy into the Grizzlies. I'm not a Grizzlies hater by any stretch, but I just, I don't know, I just don't believe in them. You're a sceptic. Yeah, I am. Mm. Um, and the fact they're fourth is just incredible. I'm likewise with you, Ro. I see mm. them probably in that 8, 9, 10 range as well. Yeah. Um, I think if they make it to the playoffs, will be a positive. Mm. Um, I certainly – for them to win a first round, they'd have to be in that 4, 5, 6 area, yes. and I just yeah, don't yeah. see that happening. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. Incredible that they're doing what they are so far, but I don't know if it'll con- continue. Yep. Something that I've just wanted to get Wait, Sorry, just my... quickly. Well, how many points did I say they put up? What was it? 152. One, one That's just outrageous. Just had to add that I in. I did, no. That's interrupt just... me sorry, right out of those. Ah, sorry. What I have you just, got? I was just going to say, something that I've been meaning to get off my chest all week. I've been waiting a, a couple of days for it, and I know, Nick, you'll disagree with me. Maybe Ro might be on the same page as mm. me. Fred Van Vliet, especially this season, has emerged as the main leader of those Toronto Raptors. I was watching the game versus the Bucks a couple of days ago, and yes, the Bucks were missing Giannis. Um, Middleton had a slow start, but in that fourth quarter, it was really tight, and Middleton was hitting every shot. And when I say every shot, I mean every shot. He was hitting everything. Mm. Fred Van Vliet came on with about... 10 minutes, and before he came on, it was looking a bit so-so. It was looking a bit sceptical. As soon as he came on, just the whole aura of the Raptors changed. They were putting up boards. They were playing defense. Um, I, I just – and it proved to me in a couple of other games um, that I've watched of the Raps that he, he is now leading that team. I am not going to disagree with well, you, mate. Come yeah, on. Okay. Well, I thought you would. <laughs> no, I do agree. And, yeah. like, well, they had to have someone to do it. And yeah. I think – Coming into the start of the season, did we do it? I thought he mm. would be someone who could put up big numbers yeah. just for the fact yes. no one else is going to. Siakam is not mm. that leader. He's not that guy. Scotty Barnes, I think, has been great in his rookie year, but mm. Fred is certainly the guy that needs to step up and mm. do 
the bulk scoring, bulk and, playmaking, and just do everything. He'd probably be considered at the moment the heart and soul of yes. that team. Like yeah. particularly losing Cole Lowry, who was the uh, who was the heart and soul beforehand. Mm. So I think he, I, I 100% agree with that yeah. as well. But I just want to have another quick shout out. We mentioned it earlier in the in the pod, but. Joshy Giddy, Western Conference Rookie of the Month. You, you, like last season, Evan I reckon, Mobley for the East as well. Yeah, I think it was. forget about Mobley. <laughs> yeah, just okay. straight on to Giddy. I reckon last season, Nick, we mentioned Giddy at least once every single podcast. You're, yeah. you're the you're the person who brought him into the equation, and just to, it, it sort of feels like. It sort of feels like a reward for us as well, doesn't it? At the end of the day, like Real. just seeing someone succeed. The worst thing would have been if Joshy Giddy came into the NBA and was just a complete bloody Killian Hayes. Oh. Like it just, but he would have been heartbreaking. He showed he showed such good signs so far, and yeah, credit credit to him. Mm. Brilliant lad. Mm. Anything else from the NBA this week? Um, one more. One, one more. more. I'll just rattle it off real quick, just because he's my favourite player. I loved at the end of. The Bucks Hornets games. The Bucks got up by two points. It was one twenty-five to one twenty-seven. Lamelo had thirty-six. Giannis had forty. There was a good old jersey swap at the end of the game. Yeah. And Giannis asked for Lamelo's jersey. Mm, I did that. Um, so it just proves to to show that Lamelo's on a different level compared to some of these rookies. Mm. But the on, league's in good hands on, for the next ten years. On the yeah. same note, I'll just add this in real quick. The Wolves are so fun to watch right you now. Yes. I've, been, I've just been like watching a lot of their games. They because... went down just today versus the Nets. That was without cap, but they are really looking the part. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm behind them. Yeah. Like, I I want to see them do well this season. So I hope they can continue to rack up the wins. Um, the old Ant Man, mm. wicked to watch. I love it. D-Lo, where where does this um, comeback come from? He brought back the I forgot what it is. Ice in the veins. Ice mate. in the veins. God, he's been just going. Couple off. of hot streams of cocaine up the arms. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, Deary me. Light it up. Talk, talk about getting bums on seats, though. Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Goodness me, you're you're in for a highlight play at least. Yeah. Once every single game, he's such a he's so fun to watch. They are they they're a fun team to watch, and they're uh, they're starting to put it together on both ends of the floor, playing better on the defensive end, yep. and their offensive output is just fantastic. Yep. So Agreed. love watching what they're doing at the minute. I reckon that might be it, lads. It's been a massive episode, as I said, as we said earlier in the show. Should I say the NBL has officially tipped off? It's awesome. More games tonight and tomorrow. Um, I'll, again, I'll reiterate, broken record that I normally am. Implore you guys to check it out. The league has just come along in leaps and bounds over the last few years. And this year in particular, we spoke about last week, Rowan and I, some of the talent that it possesses. The quality is just unreal, and it was fantastic. First game of the season last night, straight to OT. What a heart-and-mouth moment that was. Um, yeah, it's quality stuff, so check that out. We'll be back breaking down more NBL um, over the coming weeks, mm. integrating that more into our episodes. Likewise, the NBA is just... Absolutely ramping up now. We're leading into that Christmas period. We're mm. a couple of weeks away from hopefully seeing Clay Thompson back on yeah, court. Um, it's all happening for you and I, Roy. Um, both our teams went down today. We're both on struggle straight. Lee, Hornets have dipped a little bit as well. So all three of us, hopefully we'll see a bit of a resurgence in the next couple yeah, of weeks. Cause, yeah. uh, Especially you and I, Nick. We've got our tails between our mate, legs. Like, mate, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I, just, I don't know who's in the worst boat right now. Oh, Probably you, Nick, because... The, the expectations yeah. are higher, I think. Yeah. yeah, I still feel pretty embarrassed. So I'm, mate, I'm up the creek without a paddle. <laughs> well, we both are, so sink or swim and we are sinking. Yeah. But nevertheless, we'll have more to break down next week from both the NBA and NBL. Guys, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials. Subscribe, uh, share, whatever you do, wherever you listen to the show. We certainly appreciate all the continued support. Um, next week, we'll have a bit of an episode. The week after, well put, we'll have a, we will have an episode next week. The week after, we'll have a bit of a Christmas special mailbag episode. So if you yes. want to start getting the questions in now, we'd love to have them. We'll start jotting them down, NBA, NBL, Life. or just non-basketball related. We, after, no doubt, our Christmas specials, a couple of drinks on board. It's where we do our best work, so yes. throw us some big, dark, deep, meaningful questions about <laughs> life, um, what our favourite tasting Play-Doh is. We don't care. We'll answer anything and everything, so yeah. be sure to get them into us, guys, and we will talk to you next week. Till then, love you, bye.